Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody wants to have a cleaner planet. I mean, find me a person that says, no, trashy planet, way better. I want a world that looks like the world that Wally was cleaning up. No, nobody says that, okay? So we all want a cleaner world. But what kinds of things are really making the world a dirtier place? Thinking specifically here about the oceans, which is one part of our world, a fairly sizable one. Well, the organization fairplanet.org came up with a list of the top 10 items that pollute the oceans. Number 10, paper bags. Number 9, beverage cans. Number eight, glass beverage bottles. And I will tell you, having done some volunteering of cleaning up the beaches where I live, yeah, that's true. Number seven is straws. Number six is cups, plates, forks, knives, and spoons. I just think you'd call it plasticware. Number five is caps and lids. Oh, man, they are everywhere. Number four, and again, if you've ever done any cleanups, you know this is true, plastic bags. Number three is plastic beverage bottles, and that's particularly water bottles. Number two is food wrappers, and that's because so many people throw these things out of their car windows, and then it goes down the storm drain, and the storm drain goes where? Into the water system, right? Which eventually goes out in the ocean. And finally, the number one tip-top worst offender high on the heap pollutant of the ocean is cigarette butts. And again, I can tell you from personal experience, that is 100% correct. You smoke a cigarette, you get down to the filter, you quit, you flick it out the window, it goes down the storm drain, it goes through the system, it goes down into the waterways. That's how that works. So naturally, if we could get people to stop discarding these things by the roadside, we would significantly help to clean up our waterways and our oceans. However, the estimates are that land is only about 80% of the source of pollution in the oceans, meaning that 20% of the ocean's pollution actually comes from people that are on the water, namely boats. And an article recently posted at Newsweek had a very interesting and concerning assessment of this for something that, frankly, I had never thought of as an ocean pollutant. But as soon as you think of it, it's really obvious. Fishing nets. Every year, loads, I mean millions and millions of fishing net parts, pieces, components, and intact nets get discarded into the ocean. And fishing gear in general, whether it's nets or hooks or line, is a major source of contamination of the oceans. The World Wildlife Fund actually estimates that something on the order of 300,000, try to factor that number in your head, 300,000 whales and dolphins are killed annually due to fishing gear entanglement. I know where I live, there's always a sea turtle or a fish or a dolphin getting rescued from these things that catch and hook and hurt and hamper their ability to function properly. And now a study published this month in the journal Science Advances tries to give an estimate of just how much fishing net is released into the oceans every year. And here's what the researchers based in Australia calculated. They interviewed 451 fishermen from seven different countries about their annual gear usage and loss because fishermen kind of track this stuff. They have to buy fishing net and line all the time so they know how much they're losing all the time. And extrapolating from those 400-some fishermen, they came up with the following calculation. For trawling nets, that's when you drive your boat slowly through the water and try to catch the fish in the trawl net behind you. They estimate 84 square miles of discarded trawl nets in the ocean every year. Oh, and by the way, in case you're wondering about my pronunciation of trawl nets, you're thinking, I thought it was trolling for fish. 
Well, there's both. Trolling is when you're driving the boat slowly with a single or multiple, like, solo lines with bait on a hook out the back of the boat. Trawling is when you do the same thing, only doing it with a net, typically something that is only done by commercial fishermen. But obviously, given the close similarity of the sound of the words, it's easy to understand. Well, I thought it was a trolling motor. It is, but can you trawl with it? You sure can. Anyway, back to the point. There are far more gill nets than there are trawl nets that get discarded into the ocean every year. Now, a gill net is the kind that is sort of a wall that hangs down in the water with buoys and weights to capture the fish in a certain area. And the paper estimates somewhere on the order of 1,158 square miles of gill nets are discarded every year. So about 12 times as many as the trawl nets. But even gill nets are nowhere close to the number one kind of net that pollutes the oceans every year. That dishonor falls to Persane nets. Now, these are the nets that are as much as two kilometers in length, and you throw them down into the ocean, you encircle a giant area like a huge ball down inside the water, and then you gradually draw it up, and you catch everything inside of that net. So trawl nets, 84 square miles, gill nets, 1,158 square miles, per send nets, 28,957 square miles. They estimate every single year of discarded nets. And to put that number in context, by the way, that's about the surface area of the state of Maine or South Carolina into the ocean every year. And here's the problem with this. Nets are made to withstand the harsh conditions of the ocean because you want them to be reusable. So by definition, they're designed to not break down and not degrade inside of the salty water. In addition to this, they estimate that somewhere on the order of 459,000 miles of long line fishing line is lost to the ocean, which is almost enough to stretch to the moon and back, somewhere around 500,000 miles. Not to mention 25 million pots and traps, and you get the point, it's a massive source of pollution for the ocean. So what's the answer here? How do you fix this problem? Well, some places have tried to make it easier or encourage fishermen to discard their used materials in you know, floating harbor litter bins, for example. Or waste recovery projects that actually go out fishing for litter, trying to clean up the things that other people have left behind, which of course is an enormous project given the size and scale of the oceans. But another possibility, of course, would be biodegradable nets, ones that are made out of some kind of a waste biomass that would not be as durable. The obvious problem there is, if you're a fisherman, what do you prefer to buy? The highly durable, most polluting kind of net, or do you want the one that's going to break down over time and, yes, save the ocean, but also need replacing more frequently and not last as long? So is there a solution for this particular problem? Well, I don't know that I have a great answer for you. Maybe the future is in new technology for nets, but you know what G.I. Joe always taught me? Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! And for now, that's going to have to be enough. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.